Hey, thanks for tuning in to the Highmark Church Podcast. Our heartbeat is to help people find and follow Jesus. So we pray this message encourages you, strengthens you, and helps you pursue the purpose Jesus has for you. Today we're talking about worry. And worry is one of those things in our life that I feel is nagging. It's something that, you, that we can all kind of just let sit in our life or just it just becomes a natural part of our day in and day out. That worry is just kind of something that can eat away at us inside. It can nag a little bit at us. And uh, I don't know if you're like me, but today, uh, as I was preparing for today, this message is for me. This message is all about really, I feel like I'm not preaching to you. I'm just preaching to myself today. So, uh, but I feel like a lot of us struggle with worry and that God didn't design it that way. He didn't intend for us to just be bogged down, carried and and weighed down by worry. That it shouldn't be something that really kind of dictates our everyday. It shouldn't dictate our life. I remember a number of years ago, Andrew, our son, he's 16 now, but he was like five or six at the time. And we lived in Michigan. We were youth pastors and Uh, our house had this great swing set that someone gave to us. It was a a big wooden swing set, had a slide on the one side, tower they could climb up, and then big wooden beam across the top for the swing set part. And uh, I remember Andrew being five or six and uh, being outside with him when he was playing, and he climbed up on the ladder side, which got you real close to the top of that beam. And I could see as one time he goes up, his wheels are just working a little bit, and he looked at that beam uh, across there and thought, you know what, I could just climb up and get out on there. But like a good, obedient first child that he is, he's like, Dad, can I get out and walk across the beam? Can I walk across? And like a good dad it does, I was like, go for it, buddy. Go for it. I figured one of two things is going to happen. Number one, he's going to fall and hurt himself, possibly break an arm or a limb or something, and he'll have a good story about how he's courageous a uh, cool story about courage and resilience that if that happened, that he, he picked himself back up and, and he was okay. Or number two, uh, he gets across that and he, and he doesn't fall and he, and he comes back and that he would just have all this bravery, that a great story of strength and bravery that he could uh, tell other people. So I figured, hey, as a dad, he can't go wrong. Either way, I'm okay with it. And I remember as he's walking across there, Jamie is in the, in the house and she sees out the window that Andrew, are, and she doesn't see me in the view of the window, but she sees him just walking across the top of this tight, this tight balance beam of, uh, uh, on top of the swing set, ten, about eight to 10 feet in the air that he's walking across there. And suddenly her mom instinct just kicks on. How many moms were with me right now? You would be in the same place. You'd be like, I'm going to go tell my husband what is up right now. She comes out and she's like, Andrew, Andrew. And she is worried in that moment that he is going to fall. And she, she uh, comes out and, and asks me, why would I let him do that? And I tried to reason with her and tell her why, you know, my, my logic behind letting him go that, hey, he's going to break something and it's going to be a great story, you know, or if he makes it across and he's going to, he's just going to have courage for next time. And, and that didn't resonate, that didn't settle with her. She was worried about the fall. And I think a lot of times in life that we're worried so much that uh, it actually, it actually makes us nervous to take steps of risk. 
Sometimes we're nervous about where God is taking us. We're worried about the tightrope, if you will, or the, the beam that we're walking that God has for us, and, and it makes us nervous. But listen, worry is something that I think is a natural part of our life, but it's not something to be unaddressed in our life. It's not something to say, hey, I'm going to just let this go, and I'm just going to sit on it. I'm going to worry about it. And I think worry is so serious that some of you feel like you're in a... You're in a 12-round, like, death match when it comes to worry. Like, you're fighting it. Like, it's, like, got you against the ropes over and over. And uh, everything, you're worrying about everything. You're worrying about your kids and all the unknowns. You're worried about this, this relationship or that relationship. Uh, you're worried about the future. You're worried about finances. There's all the things in life, right, that we can just bring up and say, hey, we're worried about all of these things. And I, I don't judge you. Again, I say I'm preaching to myself today because we have those feelings of concern. And uh, I love when, in a moment, we're going to turn, uh, turn with me to 1 Peter chapter 5, because in a moment, I'm going to read this verse, and I'd love for you to follow along, so if you have a Bible app, you can follow along, or, or if you actually have the paper Bible, props to you, uh, but if not, you can follow along on screen. Uh, and I've just, I, I realize that a lot of times when we're worried, we communicate or talk with one another, we don't always have the, the most encouraging thing to say. We don't know what to say in terms of help someone navigate worry. Have you ever like been worried about something? You're, uh, you tell it to someone and their simple advice is like, hey, you shouldn't worry. Okay, thanks, thanks, I got that. Right. Okay, that's, or, or people are just like, come on, man, like, don't worry, be happy. What, wait, what is it from... Thank you, thank you. I get my words crisscrossed. So, akuna uh, matata, like, hey, don't worry, be happy, it's okay. And, and we just want to sing the song and, and, and uh, just go through life. But the reality is that's not easy. My goal today is that I want to give you some practical things that will really help you. My goal is not to just make you feel better about the things that you're worrying about. But my goal today is to help you really navigate and have your worldview shifted today to understand what the Bible says about worry and how that we handle worry. It's not to feel good. We just want to get past it and feel good and just set it aside, but we want to deal with it. We want to understand how we can view what the Bible says about it and really refocus our hearts on what's important. So let's read this in, in 1 Peter chapter 5. I'm going to read verses 6 and 7, and this is what it says. And uh, there's a word that's underlined right there. And I want when we get there, I want you to just say it with me, okay? I want you to say it loud and proud, okay? Uh, so humble yourselves under the mighty power. That wasn't loud and proud. It's, it's underlined. It's bold. Let's try again. So humble yourselves under the mighty power of God, and at the right time, he will lift you up in honor. Give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. Man, what a great reminder right there for us that, listen, we can cast our cares on Jesus. We can cast our cares on a God because he is with us. And it says, so humble ourselves under his mighty power. When it comes to worry in our life, it starts with a posture of humility. That's what we see right here in 1 Peter chapter 5, uh, verses 6 and 7. It says that we have to humble ourselves. We humble ourselves. And when it comes to worry in our life, it starts with a posture of humility. And this is important. I want you to get this. I want you to understand what this is all about because humility acknowledges that I'm not God and I'm not in charge of the world. 
How many people say amen this morning? You're like, thank the Lord that I'm not in charge of, of this world. And that's really what humility, if it, at its root, comes back to, is that us saying, listen, I'm going to humble my, myself. I'm acknowledging the fact that I'm not God. I don't know God's ways and that I'm not in charge of this world. And I'm so thankful today that I am not in charge of everything, that I don't have to have it uh, figured out. So worry at its root is taking on problems that we were never meant to take on. It's taking on problems that we say, listen, because we maybe think that no one else cares about them, no one else is concerned about them, no one else is, is worried about them, so I got to worry about it. So worry comes back and we're taking on problems that we were never meant to carry ourselves. The Bible says to humble ourselves under the power of God. So worry starts with humility in our hearts. And in our own hearts, when we acknowledge our own limitations and when we choose to humble ourselves and trust God in the midst of those limitations, we trust God and we see him at work in our life. So you could say, man, that sounds really cliche. That sounds like really uh, easy just to say, okay, I, I see my limitations. I'm just going to trust God. But let me tell you, someone uh, one, a long time ago told me, whenever you feel inadequacy, let inadequacy be what drives you to your knees. Let the feelings of insecurity or inadequacy or your own limitations drive you to be praying and depending on God and trusting him. So listen, when we worry in our life, we're grabbing hold of things. We're saying, I'm carrying this because God doesn't have it. God's not in control of it. And we're saying, I'm gonna carry it and I'm gonna be concerned about it. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to fix it. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, really kind of uh, carry the burden and the baggage of it and let it weigh me down. But that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says, listen, humble yourselves. Realize that you have a limitation that you were never meant to, to do this by yourself. So worry starts with us just uh, in our own hearts humbling. Uh, we, gotta, we won't worry by humbling ourselves under God in the midst of all those limitations. So how do we hack worry? Let me, let me give it to you. How do we hack worry with trust in our lives? Number one is obviously we just humble ourselves. The issue is like, I don't know if it's for you, but it is for me. The issue we often face when it comes to humbling ourselves is the fact that we like to be in control. We like to try to dictate and steer. You know, I, I remember that Carrie Underwood song, like, Jesus, take the wheel, right? But a lot of us like, like to say, Jesus, you know, be my co-pilot. I'm, I'm steering the ship, and I, I got the directions. I know where I want to go, and I, I'm, I'm uh, steering this car and we, and we don't let Jesus guide our every step, but we have to humble ourselves and say, God, you're in control of everything. I put this little quiz together to help you uh, if you don't know if you're a control freak or not. But uh, here's, here's what it is. Number one, do you like to help people drive? A, only when they ask, or B, when they're doing it wrong. All right? How many people are A in the place? You say, only when they ask. Or if you're B in the place, you might have a little bit of control problem right there when they're doing it wrong. And I, I've uh, helping a 16-year-old drive. 
uh, now. And so I tend to be very B in that situation right now. So, uh, but here's another one. Here you go. How do you know if you're, you're, you're trying to, you have a problem with control? How do you react when someone loads the dishwasher wrong? A, there's a wrong way. Or B, I weep for all humanity as I reload. Right? I hear some Bs in the crowd. You're a B right now. So listen, here's another one. How many, uh, how many unread emails uh, are in your inbox? A, too many and they're mostly junk. Or B, as of 10 minutes ago, there's none, uh, but I better check again right now. Let me pull out my phone. You know, you might be under control or uh, trying to take too much control if you chose B in that one. So, but if you're thinking right now, like, hey, this isn't a very good quiz, then you definitely have control issues this morning. So Peter says, humble yourselves when it comes to worry. That's what we have to do. What I realized too is it, it helps me uh, set aside control. And what helps me set aside control is when I understand where my identity rests, when I understand where I get my affirmation from. The Bible says in John uh, 3.30, it says, he must become, uh, he must increase and I must decrease. And I think that speaks to our identity, our view of, of who we are, that we need less of ourselves and more of God taken over in our life. We need less of the control that we're putting on our life and us trying to guide and, and, and worry about everything, and we need more of God in that moment. See, when you put for God first in your heart and you start serving others, you forget about the, you forget about the problems that were just so big a moment ago. I found that the more I find that I'm focused on humbling myself, and I step into the to what God is doing, and I even get involved in serving, and I, I serve other people. I love other people. The more I realize that the other details tend to fade into the background, that I realize more and more that God has it under control, and that all the rest of that stuff just starts to fade away. That's actually why we talk about pursuing your purpose here. I don't think that God designed you and meant for you to stay burdened by worry. He didn't mean for you to stay just here treading water in your faith and, and in one spot and that maybe you made a decision for Jesus at one point in your life and that, okay, well, that's, that's it, I'm good. And now I go to church every Sunday or, or uh, every uh, couple weeks, I'm in church and I, I love to worship. But no, God has a journey for all of us that that is really just the beginning, that he wants to take us on he, uh, uh, from here to there, that he has something. And that's why when you walk in Highmark, you see the big, banner across the lobby that says pursue your purpose because we believe that God has a purpose. He has a destiny for you. And what takes you off of that is when you feel like you're in control, that you're steering the ship towards what you want and you're worrying about things. You're concerned about things because you forgot how big God is. But God's listen. God is, God is in it. He's big. That's why, that's why we have growth track to say, hey, get plugged in and be part of serving in the local church because suddenly you, you'll discover that purpose. You'll discover how God gifted you. You'll discover really the next steps he has for you. And that's why when we serve, when we are focused on our identity and we, we're focused on humbling ourselves and plugging into the kingdom of God, it changes our perspective. I saw this meme a couple weeks ago, and I saved it. I like memes. I like to laugh a lot. And so I figured I'd just show you this meme of these two dogs. You see these two dogs on the screen? 
doesn't per- perspective make a, a big difference? I might ask you, hey, how deep is the mud? I feel like a lot of times I'm like that, that small dog right there. The mud, I feel like, of my life is up to here. And that can be the perspective that we're walking through, that it's up to here. But I, I'm reminded over and over, and as we're talking about today, that God is bigger than all of that. He's, he's taller. That for our problems that seem to be drowning us or swallowing us, his are just, they're, just, they're just at his heels. They're just, they're just an inconvenience down there. What a great picture that reminds us to listen. God is bigger than us. His ways are not our ways. That's what Psalm says. His ways are bigger than ways. His thoughts are bigger than our thoughts. So we don't have to take on all of that worry ourselves. We can say, hey, he knows the way through this. I can follow him in all of this. And I love that. I love that all I have to do in my life is, you know what? Re-humble my heart back into what God has. To refocus on what he is doing to let that worry go away. Let it slip away. So here's another principle I have for you uh, in our lives. If you want to hack worry with trust, this is what 1 Peter says. It reminds us, it says, stay alert. Stay alert. Very simple. If we continue reading the next couple verses, and we'll we'll follow, follow along with me as we read this, we'll see that we have to stay alert in our life. This is what 1 Peter 5, 8 says, stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion. I, first time I read this, I said, stay alert, watch out for your great enemy, the New England Patriots, okay? Amen, Amen. come on, somebody with me? Uh, and Tom Brady, he prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. What a great reminder that our job is humble ourselves, but then stay alert, Watch, because the enemy is looking for anything that he can exploit in our life, even if it's just worry, even if it's the distraction of of us carrying these burdens and worrying about this, that, or the other thing, and saying, hey, I'm going to keep throwing that at him because God, uh, God is doing something in her life. And the enemy will throw those things at you to try to distract you. First Peter reminds us, listen, stay alert. And I love that we get a reminder that there's a lion prowling around. You know, just before this, and Jesus talks about how he is the shepherd and we are the sheep. And if in nature, if you watch uh, a lion prey upon a herd of sheep, what he does is he, he's scaring the sheep. When it says that he comes around and he roars like a lion, it's saying that he's scaring the sheep. He's taken a moment to startle them and that the lion will actually walk around a herd of sheep. And even though the shepherd is there to protect them, if they stray from it, that's when they're in danger. And we see that Jesus is talking about us being the sheep and he's the the good shepherd. So our attention and focus has to stay on the shepherd and realize that the lion is is circling the herd, he's roaring, but as long as our eyes are fixed on the shepherd, we're safe. The, the devil can't touch us. The enemy of our life, he can't come after us. But what happens is he's roaring and then again, worry creeps up. We're, we're not focused on, on the shepherd. We get distracted and what happens in that setting is that uh, the, the sheep get discouraged or they get distracted, sorry, they get distracted and they end up running away from the herd and away from the shepherd and then 
that is where the lion strikes because he got separated from the pack, got separated from the herd. What a great reminder for us to stay alert, that there is an enemy that's out to get us, but we have to stay our, keep our focus on the shepherd. The lion won't, he, he has no power to come against us. Listen, you're gonna cast your cares on God to the level that you think God is really for you. Here's what I mean by that. You've gotta keep your eyes focused on the shepherd. You have to keep your eyes focused on what God wants in your life. Every time you take your eyes off of, you're gonna, you're gonna open the door for the enemy to attack. And I think that a lot of times we feel like, well, God isn't for us and our, we get distracted, we get off, we get, uh, off track a little bit and we, we get our focus off of God. But the Bible reminds us, listen, to stay alert and keep our focus on what God is doing in our life. You know why? Because God is for you. He wants to do something good in your life. He, wants, he doesn't want you to carry this worry. He, he wants you to do it. And you're only going to cast your cares on God at the level that you think God is for you. And I want that to sink in a little bit today. Because that's a real practical thing that we can filter our thoughts through right there. Is that God is for us. So why do we have to carry and worry and, and at the core not cast our cares on the, on the Lord? Because the reality is, he says, listen, stand, st- uh, stay alert and cast your cares on me. The last thing I want to give you to this morning is this. When it comes to hacking worry with trust is for us to stand firm. Stand firm. First Peter chapter 5, verses 9 and 10, it says this. It says, stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. So after a little while, he will restore support and strengthen you. And he will place you on a firm foundation. He'll place you on a firm foundation. And I love the the three things that are said right there. So after, stand firm. So after you've suffered for a little while, there's going to be things in our life where it's not perfect, it's going to be difficult, but I love the promise that is said next, that after you've suffered, he will restore, support, and strengthen you. He'll place you on the firm foundation. That's what Jesus is in our life. He is that firm foundation. Let me tell you, don't let a season in your life dictate your destiny. Don't let a season that you're going through trials maybe a health trial, maybe a work thing, maybe uh, something in a relationship or marriage. Don't let those things dictate your destiny because they're only a season. We have to stand firm in our faith. It's only for a little while, it says in 1 Peter, you have to take all those worries and cast them over to God and say, listen, I've got this. Sometimes you just have to let it go. One of the best worship songs ever comes from a movie called Frozen. It just says, let it go, let it go. What a great reminder. I, love, I joke, but like, I feel like that is such a great song. We just have to let it go sometimes and have faith that God is in this, that he's got control of it, that we don't have to carry it, that the Bible is full of people that went through hard things. But you know what? The Bible's also full of stories of how God came through in the midst of those hard things. 
how God brought them through those challenges. You see, that same power is available to you in your life. The same thing we're talking about today is when we put our trust in God, now we're not working off of our own power. We're working off the power of God and his Holy Spirit in our, in our everyday life. That's the same God who did miracles like he parted the Red Sea so the Israelites could walk across on dry ground. It's the same God that did miracles and Jesus walked and he healed the lame and, and, and the blind and he did great miracles. Those are the same, that's the same power that's available to you today. Listen, God knows all your ugly, he knows all your bad, he knows all the, the even uglier in your life. But he says, listen, I have, a, I have a plan and a purpose and a power for you to step into. There's a story I heard a number of years ago of a, a, a man that went to visit Mother Teresa and he was writing an article actually to, to talk about all the great things that Mother Teresa was doing to minister and care for the poor in Calcutta, India. I love to read about the life of Mother Teresa. She's just someone such big, bold faith and loved people and sacrificed and served people so great. One of the things that he asked her was, Mother Teresa, will you pray for me before I leave? At the end, he's wrapping up his interview and just viewing uh, or seeing everything that she's doing in the ministry and writing, writing up the story to share with, with the world. And this man just said, hey, will you pray for me? And she said, absolutely, I'll pray for you. What would you like me to pray for you about? And he said, I would just pray, would you just pray that, God would give me clarity on everything I'm supposed to do. And her response in that moment was classic because she said, I'm not gonna pray for God to give you clarity. And he said, but you have such great clarity. She said, no, I have trust and faith. And she said, I'm gonna pray over you that God would give you more trust and faith. So listen, it's not that all of our worries just fade away, but in the midst of them, we have a faith and a trust in God that is bigger than all of it. That no matter how worried we, be, we get, the things that pop up, that we can put those down before God and say, listen, it's your power working through me. It's you working in my life. I can't carry this on my own. God never designed for you to carry that on your own. I remember as I was preparing this week, just about a, a year ago, as we were preparing to move here with the dream of planting Highmark Church, I remember one morning waking up in the morning and almost just as soon as I woke up, my mind went immediately to all the things that could go wrong when you pick up your family and you move 10 hours away and you move somewhere and you, you take a face step of, I'm gonna start, we're gonna start a brand new church and we're gonna, uh, we wanna see lives changed in this community and all around Indianapolis. And we wanna be a conduit for what God wants to do through us around the world. And we wanna make a difference globally. We want this to be a place that God, where we can all call home and God is at work in all of our lives. And I remember waking up in that moment and my mind just being flooded with all about, all of that worry being flooded with all about all of those things that um, could go wrong in the midst of that type of faith step. And I said, God, just help me to know it's gonna be okay. And that prayer in that moment, God just has so much grace because he almost corrected me a little bit. And his Holy Spirit just very simply spoke to me like, why wouldn't it be okay 
you can, you can recount all of my faithfulness. You can recount all the things in, in your life that I brought you through. What a great reminder. In that moment, I just, I felt God speaking to me is that I don't have to always see what's in front of me because I know what he's done behind me. And that's the same thing in your life. When worry creeps up in your life, my prayer is that you'll just start recounting God's faithfulness. And suddenly you're gonna see that push down and down and down and down. You're gonna see the, the faithfulness of God overtake any concern and worry that you have. And in that moment, man, I never looked back. I, I, every time that worry comes up, I just feel like, you know what? I'm recounting the things that God has already done in my life because God has a track record. He has a track record of coming through not always in the time that we think he should come through, not always in the way that we think he should come through, but again, his ways are bigger than our ways. His thoughts are bigger than our thoughts, but he comes through and he has a track recordness of faithfulness in all of our lives. So you know what? We can cast our worries, our cares on him and he will carry us through. So instead of worrying in our life, we can turn to trusting God and we can let our faith rise up because you know what? He's got it. Thanks for tuning in today. We'd love to have you join us on Sundays at Highmark. Go online to highmark.church to get all the details and plan your visit. Remember, God has a high calling for your life, so keep pursuing your purpose.